1: Welcome to Best of the Nest, where the podcast all about bringing your best self home. I'm Marjorie Punnett with... Elizabeth Reese. Hello, and Elizabeth, this morning we're talking about marriage. We're talking about playful marriages. And you know who else is talking about marriage? Who? Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber. Isn't that the truth? Did, did, did you, you see, see their off- sexy co-
0: uh, photos oh. in Vogue?
1: Yeah, very sexy. What's interesting is the conversation that they're having about marriage... Not so sexy.
0: <laughs> I know, so and I'm what? kind of happy. This gives me hope for them because they're having some realistic conversations.
1: Expectations? The one of the quotes was from Haley Baldwin. I'm not going to go into who Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber are. If you don't know, Google them. They're everywhere. Um, so Haley says, and they're very young. That's the other thing. They're 22 and young. 24.
0: They're so like got, you when you got married.
1: Yeah, I was a couple of years younger. Uh, <laughs> I was a teenage bride. Wasn't well, that? I say?
0: That sounds so bizarre. <laughs> it
1: sounds bad. It sounds very bad. But Haley says about marriage. The thing is, marriage is hard. She says that is the sentence you should lead with. It's really effing hard. Yikes. This is the antithesis of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And I'm so, so glad we're going to talk about playful marriages.
0: It's a challenge because I get her point. I think yeah. there is something positive about going into marriage with realistic understandings that it is going to be a challenge, that yes. this is something that you are going to have to put effort into every day and that it's not going to be like cupcakes and rainbows and like naked dancing in the kitchen every day.
1: Oh, it is for us. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the visual.
0: (laughs) That got strange, but...
1: It always does. But it It also makes me
0: feel like a little bit nervous for them. I'm really conflicted about this because it makes me feel a little nervous for them. If you're already starting, I mean, they've been married for five minutes and you're like, this is so bleeping hard. hard." I'm going... so hard. You know when it gets really bleeping hard is when you bring in a child or when you're going through, you know, I don't know, the loss of something or like a job transition. Those times it gets.
1: Financial instability, which you know affects most people, not Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber, but I mean, when you come up against the real issues. Now, I said, I, I gave the quick quote from Haley Baldwin. This is what Justin Bieber said about her and the marriage. I'm the emotionally unstable one. I struggle with finding peace. I just feel like I care so much and I want things to be so good and I want people to like me. Haley's very logical and structured, which I need. I've always wanted security with my dad being gone sometimes when I was a kid, with being on the road, with the lifestyle I live, everything is so uncertain. I need one thing that's certain, and that's my baby boo. See, now I have hope again. Hope
0: again, baby boo. Hope again,
1: baby boo. Oh, my love.
0: If that. I called Jay my baby boo, oh, please do. He would be like, now things are hard. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? No, oh, gosh. My marriage just
1: got effing hard. Yeah, no kidding. You're me baby boo. Would you do me a favor, though, Elizabeth? Yeah. Would you sort of surreptitiously record yourself? <laughs> calling jay baby boo
0: he would, i should text him that and please, see what he please, says
1: please right during this he'd be like Wait. the
0: cold is getting to you he's right. on a golf trip right now so he's oh. living the high life
1: oh okay so text him thinking of you <laughs> my baby boo <laughs> text it right now oh it's fine do so it right now it, do it right now so during the podcast we'll get the live
0: response the last text i sent oh. to him was it's 10 below zero.
1: Oh, this is so much better yeah I'm thinking of you, baby boo. And that's the perfect
0: segue into Meredith Sinclair. That is the truth. Welcome, <laughs> Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. <laughs>
1: Meredith Sinclair, she's the author of the book, Well Played, The Ultimate Guide to Awakening Your Family's Playful Spirit. She's one of the contributors to the Today's Parenting Family, and she's a good friend to us. And uh, good morning, Meredith.
2: Good morning, girls. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. I feel like already, just
2: listening to you guys, like this conversation could go like three hours. at all... <laughs>
0: Here. That is oh. the truth. We will try not to make it three hours, but we yeah. loved you so much uh, on our last episode of Best to the Nest, Meredith, where we talked all about this idea of bringing play into your home and making, really it, like letting go of a little bit of the control and enjoying parenting more. And Marjorie said, okay, what do you think if we see if Meredith can come back for next week and we can really incorporate this into some marriage talk because Valentine's Day is upon us and it all came together so beautifully. So thanks for being with us again, Meredith.
2: Oh, it is my pleasure. I love chatting with you guys, and I definitely have a lot to say on this topic as well.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, you do. And here's the thing. So Well Played is the book, and it's, you know, about having a playful family, but there's one fantastic, well, many chapters, but uh, Play With Your Mate is a chapter I just love, because I think this is what gets lost in so many families when the kids come along. Once you have kids, it becomes all about the kids, and people forget to attend to their marriages, and to be playful with one another, you know, forget the kids for a minute and make sure that that playful spirit stays. And I think um, just a a little side note, I've known Meredith's husband Gosh, I think I met him when I was in my young 30s, Meredith. And you guys were pretty, I think you'd already been married like five years. But I'm just going to say this, and then I want Meredith to tell us a little bit about her sort of start story with John. You should know this about your husband, Meredith. And I know you already do. But I used okay. to travel quite a bit with John. And Elizabeth, it was, I i didn't know Meredith at all. But I knew her through John's eyes. Yeah. Because he would talk about her sweetly all the time. That's so fun. He just, oh. ad- I mean, it was just the cutest thing. He was always worried. He was always trying to, you know, it just, it was one of those things where you just knew this was a special marriage. So tell us a little bit about you and John and and why it's so important to have a playful marriage.
2: Oh gosh. Well, that's, thank you for telling me that he's actually traveling right now. (laughs)
1: So that's sweet to hear. So John and I
2: have been married, we're coming up on 28 years. (laughs) And when you were saying, yeah, yeah, we, um, when you were saying you were a teenage bride and you got married early that's what happened with us. We were high school sweethearts. So I met oh. John when I was 15. He was 18. <gasps> wow. In a little town in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yes. Now I look back and I have a 21-year-old son and I'm like, wait a second here. What was I doing? Because I got married two weeks after I turned 21. Oh, my gosh, and, you guys. Yeah. I know. And I'm ready for this next one. And I actually went through college in three years. Because I just couldn't wait to marry this guy, so I was like, "Okay, I, I don't want to stay in college longer than I have to deal, and we we just rushed right into it, which in hindsight, I would not like say that was is the blueprint for a
1: lot of for success getting
2: married so early, but it just worked it worked for us, and we really sort of grew up together, so that's sort of how we got our start. And so when we got married, we, again, we were living, you know, I was from a small town in Pennsylvania, that's where I went to college. We got married and we left everybody. We went to New Jersey and started our life together. And, you know, what's significant about that now, when I look back, is that because we, we knew no one, John was in a, you know, he was in a he was TV cameraman at the time and this tiny little station. And I was a new teacher and we knew no one. But that also meant that we had to be a team. We were, all we had was each other. Mm-hmm. And that sort of set the tone for our marriage. It was like, we are a team. We're in this together. You know, we weren't, we didn't have friends around. We didn't have family around. And so that was significant for us because we moved a lot after that. And every time you move, it's starting over again. And you, you come together as a team, which is very hard, but also really great. You know, think, it can it can make or break, yeah. So that's kind of how we got our start. But we're coming up on 28 years of marriage. So and I
1: think that through. I think. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I think in oh, some yes. ways that's why I uh, John and I sort of became work friends. And Mm -hmm. as as, uh, Meredith had said last week when we talked on our last podcast, your husband is very much an introvert, and so am I. So it's amazing we Mm -hmm. ever said two words to each other. (laughs) Um, But I think it was that sort of commonality of experience in one sense. I've been married 33 years, met my husband in college. He was a little bit older than I was and had come back to finish college, rushed through to get married, you know, just the same. And I actually got married – I think I think I was I think I had just turned twenty one as well I could have been twenty um, mm-hmm. but I've, like I said I've been married thirty three years and it was it was so um, I just couldn't wait for it to start and that was sort of the mm-hmm. fun beginning of it is I can still remember the first time I saw my husband he was walking through we both worked at the um, the college newspaper and Elizabeth you can appreciate this because you know Ian so well mm-hmm. so I see him. Walk into the newsroom. I'm sitting at a computer. He walks in. He's wearing penny loafers, army pants, a plaid wool sweater. So it was like preppy, hippie preppy.
0: Please talk about his hair really long hair. Great hair. Did he have like a wind machine? Because great hair. He's
1: got great hair. And so he walks in and it was just, and he was so, so broke then. I mean, he literally, if he was 150 pounds, I'd be surprised because he had no money for food. So just broke beyond broke. And he was just the cutest thing. I remember looking at him and thinking, I know that man. Like I know him. And we became, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody else. So we became really good friends. And we were friends for a year before I broke up with the other guy. And then just within three months, we were engaged.
0: Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: and so and then I think within six months or eight months of that, we were married. Um, but again, to Meredith's point of it's not necessary, necessarily a blueprint for success of getting married so young. But the upside of it was we did grow up together. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit more grown up than I was when we started. So I had a, a, a bigger growth Curve, but we grew mm-hmm. up together, and we, too, because we were also in media, jumped markets. So we were mm-hmm. we were in a couple of different cities, and every time, you know, it was just the two of us. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, how long was it before you guys had kids, Meredith? Uh,
2: we waited seven years because we had, you know, we had, you know, dated in high school and then through college, and we just wanted a good chunk of time to just have fun, the two of us, to finally be together, and like you were mentioning, the story about Justin Bieber and his new wife, and I got to tell you, I agree kind of with you. Like, if you're already two weeks in and you're like, dang, this is rough. Like, you know, I feel like that time, while it's not easy those first few years, that should sort of be a time of fun and, you know, a little bit of craziness and a little bit of just, like, getting to know each other in a really playful, fun way when you don't have the responsibility of other people. Right. Except for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And I would say that's how it was for for John and I, even though those moves like you, Marjorie, you know we were jumping markets as well. Those moves were always a little like shocking, and gosh, we gotta start over and meet new people and new friends. but there is something to say about those those beginning years of you know just keeping it a little bit light and a little bit you know keeping your our sense of humor yeah. through it, and that yeah. sense of humor then translates also into playfulness and a little bit of lightheartedness because as we all know, now that we've been married so long, I mean that's just the beginning of unpredictability. I mean yep. what what life yep. brings you. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of like when you're riding a horse, right? Like and you if you're too tight and, and you're too like stiff riding that horse you're gonna feel every single bump. But if you just sort of relax into
0: it a little bit
1: and you know Actually ride. that's a great metaphor.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: So, Elizabeth, you are a little bit different. Your story's a little bit different. Oh, you
0: guys, I'm the total opposite of you. I have, like, the polar opposite relationship. Well, first of all, Jay and I have only been married for five years.
1: Oh, she's such a newbie.
0: Just a newbie. Uh-huh. But we got married when I was 32, and Jay was 32, and we lived, like, a whole life apart from each other. So it's, it's a funny connection, but Jay... And I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Go Badgers, everybody. Um, <laughs> we went to school at the same time. And we have a ton of mutual friends. We have, like, a lot of the, like, my girlfriends dated his guy friends, like, a significant wow. number. So we were at the same places with the same people and maybe we met, but we don't remember. And so oh, we never connected in college. Went on and I was working in TV and I went and moved to all sorts of different TV markets. Jay went on to play professional hockey. And so he was going, he was playing in the minors. So he was living in a different city every single year playing different places. And then um, we were both engaged to other people. So we'd both been in five-year relationships in our twenties which ended up in engagements, which ended up in broken engagements, and then ended up with us both moving back to the Twin Cities where we're from. So we're from different suburbs. And we met through friends here. And it's so crazy because I – so we talked – earlier in our podcast episodes about my little house that I just sold and Jay and I met the week I closed on that house and girls that week I had gotten out of that relationship was like dating and I remember going I'm just going to date anyone who asks me out I'm going to go on a date because I need to totally redefine what I'm looking for Mm, I don't even know what I'd been in a relationship for so long I didn't even know what I was looking for I was about um to turn 30. I was like, I think I was 29 when we met. And I said, I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to do it on my own. And, and if I end up in this house with my little dog living my life and having a great time, then that's going to be my life. And that'll be be great. And if I end up finding someone, then I do. But I just was like, I'm, I'm not going to think about this anymore. I'm just going to enjoy what I have. And I closed on the house on Tuesday and met Jay on Thursday. Like oh, that's too fast. Wow. kid you not. I mean, that, isn't that like crazy how the universe works? Met Jay on Thursday. And we ended up not going out on our first date until a couple of months after because his mom got sick and passed away within that time period. And so it was a very difficult time period for him. We went out on our first date. Um, a couple of weeks after his mom passed away, and we sat down at the restaurant at seven and didn't open the menus until nine. And then ended up staying until like midnight and talking and probably breaking all the rules, which was like talking about our past relationships and felt like this was really meant to be. And then fast forward, even just a few weeks later, and I remember it was so significant that, so Jay's mom passed away and my parents each lost a parent, a beloved parent, very, very young. And so that has always been kind of like part of our family story is talking about those grandparents who were never around because they died very young. My my dad's mom died five days before I was born. Oh. And um so that first Christmas, Jay's family was really kind of like, you know, it's hard without your mom and there are different traditions and kind of figuring out what are we gonna do. So I actually invited to Jay Jay to our family Christmas Day. And we'd been dating for like six weeks. Oh. And he came to Christmas and my parents just sat down and said like tell us about about your mom we want to know about your mom and because they both knew what that was like you know they knew what that was like to lose a parent when you were very young and so for them it was just an immediate connection it kind of felt like okay this is a family that he could fit into and and then we've been together ever since together ever since. So, and then we had a baby and then we had another baby and then we moved (laughs) and and it's been the whole mayhem. But I love that we're talking about play in relationships today because I kid you not, we were just having this conversation about the challenge uh, a little bit right now is that Jay is not a morning person and I am not a night person. And when we have little kids, I'm finding myself being constantly like, when can I go to bed? I've got to go to bed. I have to go to bed. So I'm, I'm like obsessing a little bit about my sleep and making sure that I'm rested so that I can tackle everything the next day well then what's happening is that Jay I think is feeling a little bit like okay my wife just goes to bed at 9 o'clock and here I am by myself and then then I'm feeling like hey he's not waking up early enough and I'm feeling like by myself in the mornings so we were actually having this conversation and I said how about I'm going to try to stay up later with you at least one night a week Mondays we watch The Bachelor it's really fantastic (laughs) Tuesdays I said let's play ping pong in the basement on your sweet That's new funny. ping pong table that you've got. There you go. And mm-hmm. so I kid you not Valentine's day week is going to be our first week. Cause he's been traveling this week um, that we are going to be, launching our ping pong tournament situation in the basement kids go to bed cocktails are made ping pong's happening and that's what's going down
1: so is it ping pong naked
0: it'll be ping pong with clothes on because it's too cold in the basement and i live in the polar vortex so let's not get crazy marjorie punnett
1: well, I think uh, if we're gonna go playful, it needs to be ping pong naked, it's right? Be strip ping pong. There you go.
2: Strip
0: pong. ping, ping pong. At least, you know, after the cocktails have kicked in,
2: it's got to be a little one. One last game of strip ping pong. I love it. But pong.
0: you know, we used to do like we used to play Trivial Pursuit together. Like I used to crush him at Skipbo. We used to do like funny taste tests of things. I mean, all these little fun games. That you're right. It's easy to sort of lose that when you are in the grind. And guys. I mean, we have a four-year-old and an 18-month-old. Like, we're in the thick of it. So this idea of bringing playfulness into the marriage and, like, making it a priority, I love that we're talking about it because we've been talking about it at home, too.
1: So let's start there. Let's start there, Meredith. Playful marriages. What does that mean to you? Well, okay.
2: So I, first of all, love that story because if you're already doing that when you're in the weeds, as we say, in the trenches, and you're trying to keep that. Going and even if it's a glimmer right now, because you're right, you're it's you want to just sleep because you know that these that, like the 18 month old's going to be up early.
0: Yeah,
2: the, the the keeping that thread going here and there. Is so important and to me. A playful marriage and keeping play in it really means finding those little moments when you have time to not just sit on the couch or just go to the like dinner in a movie. I always say is like the least playful thing because you don't talk. In <laughs> yeah. A yeah, you sit down, yeah. look at the screen. Like, and so it's really about connecting playfulness, as I sort of mentioned in the last uh, episode, with is that playfulness is a connector. Right, humor is a connector, and if we can connect through playfulness, it, it's it's going to last, and you're going to keep that thread going through like the really fun times that are light, and the really hard times that aren't, and that are a little more you know challenging. Like it can be with small children. Mm-hmm. So making the decisions and finding those little moments and those little shifts of hey, we have a night tonight. We could turn on the TV, and that's fun. Netflix, great. You know, The Bachelor, great. But also mixing in that, like, your ping pong night. We, John and I had, you know, we used to have a lake house in Michigan, and um, when we lived in Chicago, and we had a trampoline outside. And I mean, we would like jump on that trampoline. My <laughs> husband is six seven, okay, very long, lanky six seven, and we would just, you know, sit by the fire, and then we would like jump on the trampoline and laugh so hard. And there's a connection. Yeah. There's like those endorphins that you have when you're doing something playful and joyful are very similar to those sort of you know, happy endorphins that connect us in all other kinds of ways too. So it's a natural um, aphrodisiac. It really is. That playfulness is an aphrodisiac. We see each other in a different light. You know, we 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 check our egos at the door and we get down to like what connected us. And I in my book I write about like when you're dating, the dates that you could probably remember the most probably had some sort of playful element in it, where you were laughing, you were connecting, you were a little bit more light hearted and you saw that other person in a different light then the like the facade that we can put you know, on when you're dating, which is, I want to look really good, and I want to say the right things, and I'm a little nervous, and I want to, you know, put on a a really lovely front for this person. But then there's a moment in dating where you maybe do something sort of playful and fun, and you see you you lift the veil a little bit. Maybe you went to an amusement park. Maybe you jumped in a lake together, a
1: skinny dick, whatever it is. Like, you you lifted the veil, and you saw... I want to go to the skinny dip. Stop there for a second.
0: I'm not obsessed with Nakedity, but... Yeah, yeah. you are. You love the Free the Nipple campaign. This is like your whole thing. (laughs) I forgot about that. We did a whole, like, (laughs) two-month stint on our radio show, Meredith, about Free the Nipple, and Marjorie's like, let's do it! Free it! Okay. Uh, Marjorie, there's a (laughs) theme happening here. I I,
1: I don't like bras. They're uncomfortable. She doesn't like them. I don't like them, and I'm pretty flat-chested. Why do I have to wear one? (laughs) Why, why you so, don't? Yeah, Free the nipple, to... you don't. Free the nipple, okay. But so skinny dipping. I've never been skinny dipping. No, Ever. really. Okay, this oh is... girl,
0: <laughs> oh girl. Oh Marjorie Punnett. you got to get your naked little heine in a body of water. Yes.
1: yes. That's it. This is what I was going to ask. Have you both been skinny dipping? Absolutely. You both have.
0: Absolutely. Uh, are you yeah. Alone?
1: Oh, are you alone?
0: Well, I've been with yes. friends, or you know, yeah, totally. What have you
1: been Skinny I mean, dipping with... with your husband. I mean, yeah,
2: alone with. You know, I I'm, a, I like a little, you know, a little of that, but I don't want to do it where someone could happen upon me Yeah, uh, that I don't really want to see me naked. Right. That's true. That's always, uh, you know, I always sort of make sure. Now, right. okay, I, I hope my children don't listen to this, but <laughs> we live in California now. We happen to have a pool in the backyard when we don't have children at home. There's sleepovers happening. That's a great time because, like, it's in our backyard. Like, no one's going to happen upon me in my spent-in
0: backyard. That's so true. Our honeymoon, we had a private pool at the house we stayed at in our honeymoon. And it was like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, why wear a swimsuit? Whatever. Mm -mm. And I was in, like, good wedding shape, guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs)
0: who cares if somebody sees at that point I was like this is about as good as it gets
1: all right so I am clearly missing out I've got to add that to my list but you know Meredith what you were hitting on and in 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 the book play with your mate in the chapter you talk about play aptitude is what what you're getting at and so Elizabeth in her book she's got this whole list of sort of checking your mate's play aptitude and the cool thing about this Meredith is I actually thought if you're dating someone right now, you're not married yet. I mean, you can do this with the person you're married or your significant other, but if you're dating somebody, I think this list is super key as to whether you want to continue a relationship with this person if you want a playful marriage. Yes, that's why I did it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cool. So you already hit on one, go to an amusement park, but in the book you say, Meredith, go to an amusement park and play some of the rip-off carnival games. If he says it's not worth the money, run. (laughs) I I think Meredith, I think this is brilliant
0: because it's about the experience
1: it's about the experience yeah. and if if you're dating and some guy says that he is not going to be fun when there are hard times i guarantee yeah. it but um he missed the whole point yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah uh water balloons You said super soakers sprinklers in white t-shirts yeah. very sexy that's very yeah. sexy stuff. This is I just think this is brilliant. But this is the one I love. And then you can chat about this a little bit because I think okay. this speaks to sort of how you've lived your life with your husband, Meredith. Check out a celebrity impersonator show. You want to be with someone who will stand up and cheer for a fake Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I fell more in love with my now husband when I saw him do this in Myrtle Beach back in the nineties. Why is yeah, that true important? True story. True story. True story. So
2: this happened. We went. We were like um, very young. I, I don't. I, we were married, but it was early, and my husband is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Huge, like massive. And we we saw that you know there was a there was an impersonation show. We thought how ridiculous. Let's go do this. And we happened to be with some other family members who were not nearly as amused as we were. (laughs) uh, And sat there with their arms folded like one of our family members. And I thought, wow, okay. And this Bruce Springsteen came out. We didn't know he was going to be a part of the show. And literally I thought my husband is going to, like, not dig this because he loves the real Bruce Springsteen. But we got – of course, I – you know, I jump in the puddle with you know, I'm at, with two feet. So I jump in and I'm I'm standing up and hooting and hollering, and he gets up and does it too. And we were full on into it. And I thought, this is this is the guy. I'm so glad I married this guy because yeah. you have to allow for the ridiculousness. Yeah you know, of life. You have to, you can't fight it. Why would you fight it? Like, go there, acknowledge that it's ridiculous and enjoy the ridiculousness because life brings a lot of that, good and bad, right? Yeah. So I threw that in there too, because it was uh, another little of those like sort of light bulb aha moments. Yeah, I picked right, you know, (laughs) I the guy that will jump in and and is not afraid to be silly, you know, and again, I, I talk a lot about, ego in playfulness because if we hold on too tightly to our our ego and our you know facade and what we want people to think of us that just doesn't allow for fun and the fun and playfulness in our lives so yeah, i made this list for that reason it's the very beginning of the chapter because i wanted hey check check your mate checkmate on this you know like if you're if you're just dating just go through this list and make sure and it's okay you can ch- i do think you can change people in this way, you can influence them. Maybe not complete change, but you can influence them through your own playfulness. This can be achieved, you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) you're right. And, you know, I love even moving forward from that idea of Playfulness and how attractive that makes your mate. And especially as we're, you know, around Valentine's Day and talking about the romance. The mm-hmm. romance is not all about like this staged mushy gushy thing. I mean, most women will say that a sense of humor is the most attractive thing about a man. It beats out money, it beats out looks, it beats out yeah. stability, it beats out anything. That a sense of humor is so wonderful. And I when I think about like the most attractive that my husband is, it is right now this this place we have this landing at the top of our stairs that's carpeted and it's in between our bedroom and the kids' bedrooms and it's a pretty big space and they are every night wrestling on the carpet. So we get them into jammies, and then Jay says, who wants some wrestling? And he always calls it wrestling, which I think is funny, too. And and he turns into a giant bear, and it crawls around and growls at them, and they are launching themselves onto him. <laughs> and they are laughing so hard. And I've been taking videos of it. And um, taking videos of him playing with them and them laughing. And I think it is, like, the sweetest, most wonderful sound. And it also Mm -hmm. makes him the most attractive to me. Like, seeing him play with our kids and not even just seeing him, like, I mean, seeing him sweet to them is so wonderful. But seeing him on the ground turning into a bear, like, just whatever. And then the occasional, oh, when someone, like, you know. Launches a little too hard Aww. right onto his gut. He's like, "Wow,
2: <laughs> it's well, just so fun!" Point. I mean, and I I, I wrote a, a section in my book called um, "It's all about foreplay." Foreplay, you know. We to your point, that is the sexiest thing. My husband is not a, a, a you know book textbook romantic. He is he's not. But the, but what is attractive is what you're saying right there, and yeah. I think everyone feels that when they see it and they know it when they see it and it's just allowing ourselves to go there to go there more often you know and then to go there together like i cannot wait to hear about your ping pong night
0: i think it's going to be the sexiest thing ever it's not going to go as far as marjorie wants it to go but it is going to be i know i'm pretty um i'm pretty excited about it and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna make us like bandanas and stuff to wear and just (laughs) and have like you know the different teams and we're going to really we're going to really go head to head I think it'll be fun.
1: But I think what yeah. you said it goes back to what you were saying Elizabeth and I you know I remember those times too where you know the morning show started when I was doing the radio show with my husband at 5:30 in the morning so there'd be this anxiety that would start about 10:30 of like okay if I don't get to bed now I'm yes. getting so many hours of sleep and then it'd be 11.30, and you're like oh my god now I'm only going to get 5 hours of sleep and it, like that every Night was sort of the thing. Now, that is a romance killer right there. I mean, that's going to—fatigue is going to take you out of any sort of playful mood, and I think you have to fight that all along the way. And I think you have to go back to the things, and and this is why I think it's so important, is that idea of laughter. I know that's why. I mean, that was—other than the the crazy look of the fatigues and the preppy sweater and the preppy shoes (laughs) and the great hair, my husband makes me laugh. Thirty-three years in— We've had some ups and downs. I mean, there's there's a you know you could you could chart it on a graph. And what has always sustained us is um, the, our our deep love for one another. But his ability to be playful in times of stress and make mm-hmm. me laugh in times of stress, and to ease our whole family dynamic in times of stress. And yeah. I just think when you're when you're when you're in when you're in the marriage, or even when you're beginning to date somebody, you can't underestimate somebody's ability to play, and noting yeah. how much you need to have that in your life because things will hit, they just will, yeah. and you'll have to find a way through them. And it's much better with laughter and playfulness. Okay,
0: you guys, you want to know my most fun trick right now? If there's like a tense exchange or text exchange or like you leave and you kind of feel like, uh, you know, we were like at each other about certain things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a few weeks ago this was happening with me and Jay and we were just like it was just feeling like this was not working and this was not working and we were just balancing everything. And I decided that instead of discussing it anymore via text message, I was just gonna send him funny gifts mm-hmm. <laughs> of like yes dancing babies or like weird okay. SNL characters good. or just like whatever. And so we just, I said, okay, I'm done talking about this. I'm just going to send you gifts. And then it turned into this like gift war back and forth yes. of just Perfect. funny images. And it is, it was such a good example and like such a good reminder to me that, to, I mean, when you sometimes feel like you're just not getting anywhere in the conversation oh or you're not solving the problem and they're not seeing it your way or I'm not seeing mm-hmm. it his way or whatever, to just just diffuse with humor and just step back and say, we're going to take a break and then we'll figure this out later. And yeah, just yeah. get the humor in made such a different, it turned that day from terrible into great. That
2: is a great example. And that is what you did is you connected again at the base level of we know who we are. Yeah. Like we, we laugh together. We have the same humor. We still love each other. It's still like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You connected, you connected the dots through something that was disarming and that's beautiful and and you know i i i'm a huge fan of the bitmoji animoji <laughs> like the new animojis where it's your face i yes. actually sent one to my husband last night i <laughs> that is so brilliant because i i tend to always use a sillier voice than my regular voice when i'm doing it it's my facial expressions i laugh at myself doing them like i love it i love it so much i'm a huge bitmoji girl um and just doing like bitmojis back and forth is hilarious and it's not only in the good times, but like what you said in the sort of sticky times yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a great connection and, and you know I think we underestimate the power and the necessity of playfulness and humor for to sustain us in yeah. a marriage that is and will be hard yeah because it is hard I mean connecting with somebody for many many years monogamy is 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 I I used to say this to my husband. He would look at me like, are you serious right now? Like, I used to say, I don't know that monogamy is a natural thing for human beings.
1: (laughs) I just don't know.
2: It is like it doesn't come naturally. I think
1: think
0: we think it should, and no, but it does. I think you're right. Do you
1: think that gave him pause, Mary? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He was like, wait up. And then he's probably
0: thinking, I gotta make sure I'm like putting effort into this.
1: Yeah, you know. But you know what? Honestly, it's not. No, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, even the idea, (laughs) even the idea, I think this is so funny that, okay, you sleep in your own bed by yourself from the time you're like six months old, right? I mean, you are in the bassinet and then you're moving to the crib and then Mm -hmm. you are by yourself and you're in your, you know, your high school bed and then you're in your dorm room and then you're in your apartment and you're doing whatever. And then you meet someone and you decide... That this is the person you're going to share your life with and do the hardest things with, and then you are expected to share a bed with them. You've <laughs> yeah. never shared a bed with anyone, no. and then that person flips and flops and snores no. and toots and does you- the whole rigmarole. Oh, Jay's going to appreciate that, <laughs> and you're and you're like, what? Really? Yeah. And that is the funniest thing because I think of all like the just the sort of strange, bizarre things that come from marriage. The fact that you just have always slept by yourself and just been peaceful and harmonious in your own sleeping. And then it's like now we're going to sleep together, too, is fascinating yeah. to me.
1: That's, that's, yeah. that's putting a lot on the marital plate in terms of like – Being together 24-7, loving each other 24-7. But it goes back to, and and we're going to wind this up in a minute, but I do want to, before we go, I do want to talk about, because you've already touched on it, Meredith, of of that idea of foreplay. Because we can talk about playfulness, but let's be really clear. What we're talking about is if you're not in a playful marriage, if you're not laughing, Mm -hmm. more than Mm -hmm. likely you're not having a great sex life.
0: Truth, sister.
1: So let's talk a little bit about that idea of foreplay before you go. Because I think that's so important, is you've got to feel Connected, you may be if you don't feel connected to your mate. You may be yeah. having sex, but it's probably not the greatest sex you've ever had. You're not digging it, and yeah. you're like you're, you yeah. might be, and then
2: it turns into resentment. I mm-hmm. yeah. like yeah, yeah. So
1: foreplay for guys
2: and girls. <laughs> It looks naturally can look very different. Like we, we all know, we've all heard it. You know, my husband has worked in a, in a women's uh, television network yeah. for many, many, many years and has heard every relationship expert. And most of them would say, you know, men naturally connect through sex and then find that connection through sex. Like they can start there. Yeah. Right. Women have, to, it's a build to get there. And, and the, and so we're on this is what i'm saying the monogamy thing okay we've created like we're we're coming at this from two different places so you have to find the connection and the thread so for us that has been playfulness like i said my husband is not like the put a card on my windshield you know i've over the 28 years i've been like do you know how quickly i would jump in bed with you if you just put a card on my windshield <laughs> but, but like i told him i swear to god like 250 times it's not happening it's just not right. his thing that's fine you know the foreplay part of it for us is in the the silliness and the the playfulness we've, we've found that connection so and this looks different for everybody so what what might spark that for us, it's going to look different for you. So I think, though, that thing with, like, the ping pong game that you're going to play, Yeah. you, you are going to find that really sexy, and you're going to, like, you, I don't know how long that game's going to last. <laughs> it's like, you know, but for us, you know, it can be, I, I write in here some, some examples of for play. Start with playfulness. It could be the sexy text in the day. But here's what I would say about text sexting your husband. I, I'm not talking about sending nude pictures because that makes me real nervous. Makes me so yeah. stressed like, out. Yeah. Want, like any body part in the, you know, on the cloud. Yeah. yeah. I am with you. But the flirting through text throughout the day, like on a Friday, getting ready for like, you know, the weekend and if you want to connect that night. That's a great way to do it. But are you what good I'm at that? Say, me personally, yeah. I, I am good at it. I'm good at and I and I'll use okay, here we go, I'm revealing a lot. We'll use, you know, the the um uh, emojis
0: that <laughs> sort of things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have code emojis. Do
2: you egg, really egg, yeah, for sure. And peaches, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. We have the oh ones with God.
0: the people that mean certain <laughs> things.
2: Yeah, we use those. <laughs> and, and, I've never done that. This is good. So good. How, that's so, so good. good. Oh yes, yeah, eggplants, peaches. <laughs> yeah, you okay. guys get
0: real literal there, Meredith. <laughs> yeah, we do.
2: And way okay. to go. like emojis okay. and stuff, but I will yeah. say, if if you do that with your husband, yeah. you kind of have to. <laughs> You're gonna have to like. How do I
0: say this? You can't back out. You got to follow through.
2: You got to follow through. Oh, you got to be real prepared. That like because um, that so you, yep. you gotta have oh, sex. Yeah, you gotta have sex. Yeah, because that has happened to us before. Where John, oh my god, he's gonna die. He's such a private person that I'm saying this, but he, we've done that in the day sometimes, and then I'll get like, I'm tired. Or, oh yeah. And, He's like, he can't do it to me. He's like, I have, like, literally – I. he's like, I have, like, thought about this all day
1: long. <laughs> like, like we, you got to, like, work with yeah. me here. Okay. But, so that's so, – actually, yeah. that's a good tip, though, that if you're going to play you, – Yeah, you got to You play. know, if you're going to text yeah. you, you got you to gotta follow through. Got to have follow through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's just a matter of
2: finding – what it is for you as a couple, because I wouldn't dare to propose like what what I what works for us on to everybody else.
0: Meredith, you're the best. This yes. is so fun. We we said we could talk for three hours and we're we're about to hit that. We got to yeah. It's it's <laughs> just a joy to have you with us. Thank
1: you so much, Meredith. Again, she's the author of Well Played, The Ultimate Guide to Awakening Your Family's Playful Spirit. And we hope to be chatting with you again because it's just a joy. But please, if you have a family, if you're about to get into a relationship, well played. Um, it's just a wonderful wonderful, wonderful book. Thank you, Meredith. Thanks for having me, girl. All right. Take care.
0: So much fun. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. You know, Marjorie, I think the theme is really, I was thinking about this as we were having this conversation. It's just about maximizing your connection. And when we talk bigger picture about bringing your best to the nest and making your nest happy, healthy, beautiful, so much of that at its core is just being connected, being connected to the people that are in your nest Being connected to the things that are in your nest and being connected to your actual nest. When you're connected to something, you are automatically invested in it and you naturally, I think just like the natural thing is to just be your best. It's that disconnection and that sort of like distance that makes it easy to think of, you know, to be kind of crabby and selfish and bleh.
1: Yeah. And you've mentioned it before in other podcasts, but the idea of being able to leave joyously. um, And that's what connection gives you. It gives you that foundation, I think, that you can go out into the world and, and, and sort of share that. But this is just so much fun. And I'll be thinking about Naked Ping Pong.
0: Naked ping pong. I don't think it's going to be naked, but I think it's going to be ping pong. I do not want to leave you without sharing what Jay's response was when you forced me to text him what Justin Bieber says to Haley, which is thinking of you, my baby boo. Yes. So I sent that to him and he replied with an emoji. Obvi. Yeah. Because that's how we communicate and it's great. With the emoji of the confused look face with the hand on the chin going, Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> and then I just replied with the crying, laughing face, and I will explain the Bieber situation to him, and then he will get it. So That's thanks for that, Marjorie the- Punnett. You're Niche, awesome. My
1: Jay, my baby boo. <laughs> <laughs> baby every time I think of Jay, he's going to be baby boo. Baby
0: boo. All right. Follow us, you guys. Best to the nest on Instagram. We have a brand new Facebook page, Marjorie. Did you Thank know you this? Thank you, darling.
1: Thank you, darling. That's ready to
0: go. We have a website in the works, and uh, please share with your friends. Boy, and can I just say before we go, I have worked in television and radio for, uh, gosh, now 17 years, mm. and the feedback that we are getting from you on this podcast via the reviews, the emails, emails, the social media is, I mean, it's far and away, Marjorie, it's the most meaningful I have ever gotten in my career.
1: Oh, thank you. And I
0: could just, I, I it just is a joy. This conversation to me is a joy.
1: I feel the same way. Agreed. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.